So, but like, you know, uh, at first you were like, I'm the best Mormon, and then you did that. Listen to my story. I'm the best Mormon of all the Mormons. I didn't and say that. That's pretty much no, what your Romney rant was. was. A, no, the Romney. I'm a better I'm Mormon. A better American than Mitt Romney. <laughs> and the dog food story needed more time. Yes. Clearly a five-minute story in a three-minute period. So, but we're gonna let you decide because here's the podcast. Oh, that was the podcast <laughs> intro. I thought we were just talking. I thought so too, but Sarah's looking at me like podcast, and so I'm like, "Yep, that's it." Because okay. I'm not doing it over again. This is as good as it gets. Good luck with the show today. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Goodness, I don't know what to do because yesterday there was another signal that I'm in a place I don't recognize some sort of parallel universe. I'm listening to the president and he's saying, hey, we've reduced the deficit and I've reduced it 350 billion in my first year in office. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so is this president reducing the deficit? I mean, is this a good thing? Or And then I realized, no, that's just a word play. I didn't slip through a wormhole. That's just him comparing what he's done to the worst year in American history for deficits. So it's like I, I, I couldn't think of anything else I could do to spend money. It's a pretty fancy trick. You make everybody stay home and not go to work and then say you've lowered the deficit when they go back. Right. That's that's wow. That's what an impressive job you did when you were all arguing for no one to have jobs. Mm -hmm. And now you can sit back and Mm -hmm. say, oh, well, now that people are back to work, things are slightly better. Right. Congratulations. Right. And then and then yesterday I hear Mayorkas say, no, this administration's policies didn't cause border migration. And I'm thinking to myself, so is it a coincidence that <laughs> all of a sudden it gets really bad? I mean, how do you explain that? And then I realized we don't explain anything in this universe. We, we you Logic. What's that? I'm sorry if I'm using that and you didn't slip through the wormhole with the rest of us. I'll explain logic some other time. Um, and then the head of the Fed, where I come from, the head of the Fed, his main job is to keep inflation under control. You know what I mean? <laughs> but apparently not in, in this one. It's crazy. You really should visit my my universe. It's so much easier. It really is. Uh, anyway, uh, so the head of the Fed here in your universe, he came out yesterday and he said, the economy is actually doing quite well. <laughs> and then i realized you people believe it see where i come from we wouldn't have believed any of that uh, but there's a few of us i'm sure i'm sure there's a few of us out there that are like no glenn i was in the same wormhole i woke up in an america i didn't even recognize and i thought it was just america then i realized it's the whole freaking world and i'm like yeah yeah i i understand brother i understand But did we slip in yet a crazier universe when President Biden said this about the GOP yesterday? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? 
uh-huh. because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. In American history? I mean, that would include the Klan. Maybe you guys didn't have that here. Where I come from, the Klan was an organization started by the Democratic Party. I know it's crazy, right? It probably didn't happen here. Um, but we had one, and, and people were like, that didn't start with a Democratic Party. No, no, no. I have the documents right across the yard. Well, I used to yesterday. I don't know if they're still in that vault. Because, uh, I don't know, did I start that thing, you know, collecting American history here in this universe? I don't know. Gosh, I wonder who I'm married to. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I bet it's Blake Lively, right? Sure it is. Anyway, uh, so here's the thing. It was started by the Democratic Party. Uh, and it was to stop white people and black people from pushing for a vote and a voice uh, for, for black people. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That Because that would be a political organization that was extreme. Because, you know, they were hanging people <laughs> from trees. And I don't mean legally either. Their only crime was they thought black people should have a vote. So that was pretty extreme, you know. Uh, but maybe it's just me. Where I come from, we have this group called Antifa and the Black Bloc. Man, you want to talk about extremists? They want to they want to destroy uh, all of society. They don't believe uh, uh, in in freedom. Really, it's kind of like the Nazi Party, you know, where the Nazis were like, "We're against the communists because they want slavery," you know, and then the communists were like, "We're against the Nazis because they're crazy and will kill people in camps." And they both did the same thing. It's Kind of like that. In fact, it's exactly like that. In fact, Antifa were the people that were saying that about the Nazis and the communists. You know, they were like, we're communists. We don't like these fascists. It was them. That's when they started Antifa, you know. And then you had Black Lives Matter, at least in my universe. That was pretty radical. I mean, in my universe, maybe you don't remember this. It didn't happen. Thank goodness if it didn't happen in your universe. But they burned the country almost to the ground over a summer. No, it wasn't like a week-long thing. It happened the entire summer. And they, in my universe, the Democratic Party, they were so radical, they were actually bailing these people out of jail. And then there was this guy, George Soros, who was who was getting people, you know, and and putting them into positions of like uh, the district attorney. And those district attorneys wouldn't prosecute anybody. And they were all Democrats. It was so extreme and so weird. Again, not my original universe, because in my original universe, again, the government would have said, I don't care who you are or why you're rioting. You can't burn cities down. And they all would have gone to jail, whether they were white, black, left, right. Didn't matter in my universe. So 
you know who's also kind of extreme? Uh, the black Hebrew Israelites. <sighs> yeah, right? Really extreme. Or the weather underground. Did you guys have that or do you only have the weather channel? Because the weather underground was crazy. Or the May 19th communist organization. Or, 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 or. Now maybe here, Louis Farrakhan is like, I don't know, a scientist or something. I don't know. I just got here apparently last night. But in my universe, the guy is a crazy terrorist. Okay, the guy is nuts. Big following. Very extreme. Very political. In fact, the last universe I was in, wow, this is weird. The same people that were bailing people out for BLM, you know, that thing that started all the fires in my universe. Uh, they also like lock arms with Louis Farrakhan. So that's really weird. Do you guys have Twitter here? Ah, that's another story. It's crazy. Oh, how about the Black Panthers? They were pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? They were pretty darn bad. Uh, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have them. Uh, or Elf. Or Alf. Oh, Animal Liberation Front. We had that. <laughs> the Communist Party USA. That's a pretty bad extremist organization. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is so crazy. And you may not understand it because you're apparently from this, unless we all slipped through a wormhole last night. But it's crazy because where I come from, when you're standing up for a thing, I don't know if you have it here. Uh, it doesn't appear so. Uh, we have something called the Constitution. And what that entails is a bill of rights. And so everybody has the same right. You know what I mean? And they don't even come from the government. They come from, do you guys have God here? Again, it doesn't seem like it, but let me explain God at another time. But we have a God that gives us rights and the government has nothing to do with it. In fact, the Constitution says the government cannot do anything to harm these rights. Okay, it's a crazy idea. You should look it up. I don't know. Maybe it'll be in a sci-fi book or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, uh, we, we have these rights. And then these people, they're, they're mainly people that don't want anybody to have rights because they think they know best. I know, it's crazy. And they're usually, you know, like, uh, oh, follow the science. But they don't even do science. You know, they don't even. It's like these people had never even read and uh, and that, you know, and then and then they're like, we've got to save the earth from people. And they look at people like people are a disease, you know, and they're like, this is the biggest problem. We wouldn't have problems with people if we just didn't have people, you know, and they don't recognize their people, too. <laughs> oh, crap. Are those people here, too? Wow. Well, in my universe, the ones who support the Constitution, they're not extremists. Hmm. When you say everybody should have the right to speak out, everybody should have the right to, you know, follow their own internal dictates. You know, they, they should be able to go and we call it pursue your own happiness. I know it's complex. 
But we believe in that where I come from. And uh, those people weren't ever called extremists. It was the people that wanted to destroy all of that that our president would have said is an extremist. You know, but people standing up for the things that everybody believed, in fact, changed the entire world for the better. You know, those people were just called normal. It was the people who wanted to destroy all of that and the rights and say, like, <laughs> you ready for this one? Oh, crap. I bet you have. Do you have them here? Because they were in the last universe. People were like, men can have babies. <laughs> You don't have that because, no, you don't have that because I just heard Gavin Newsom and he just said, you know, men can't have babies. So it's relax a little bit because at least this universe is not as crazy as the one I was in yesterday. All right. But those were the people that would be called extreme. You know, people are like, there's no difference between a man and a woman. I can't <laughs> I can't define what a woman is because I can, you know. And what's crazy is I grew up around like 300 million people just in my own country that were like, yeah, that's a woman. Yeah. Uh, see her over there? That's a her. See that over there? That's a dude. Even when the dude was wearing makeup and stuff, you could still go, that's a dude. Or that's a, that's a dude, but. She makes a fine-looking woman. You know what I mean? We could do that. And not be called extremist. Well, good news is, even in this universe, nobody's spying on you. You know, the government's not tracking your every move or, you know, and you'd still do have freedom of. You know, I better check into this universe before I say any more. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mark in Georgia. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Welcome. Hey, Glenn, how-, how are you, sir? Did we lose you? I think we lost him. Mark? All right, let's go to uh, Dick in Alabama. Hello, Dick. Good morning, Glenn. Real quick, don't, uh, short on time for you. Uh, two things. I want to make one a prediction uh, about the leaker at the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, and this is strictly a guess on my part. Yeah. I believe it was the new, the newly appointed Supreme Court justice who leaked the information. Not from, sure from she the, would have had access. She might have. Well, I mean, who knows? She might have been also meeting with a biologist. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but, but, but that's just, I'm just saying, but yeah, you yeah. and I, the public will never know. They'll, if it, if it was, then they'll put it on the back of a, of a, someone down the line there, you know, a stool pigeon to take the rap. The other thing I wanted, the real reason I called you, is I had dinner with a friend of mine. Now, I'm almost 69 years old. Okay. I've, I've got a friend uh, I've been in business with for years, a long time ago. Uh, he's struggling right now. I'm retired. He can't retire because mm. of economic reasons. But I had dinner with him the other night. He lives in Atlanta. I live here in Mobile, Alabama. 
he he believes he is so liberal. He's always been a liberal person. He's originally from New Jersey. His family still lives in New Jersey, but he and his wife live in Atlanta. Anyway, we had dinner, and he believes that Trump was in collusion with the Russians, that everything that Joe Biden and the Democrats say is true. Mm-hmm. And I guess and I guess the message I'm trying to give to you is is he's in a shell and he won't come out of that shell. Right. He said, I guess you listen. I guess you just listen to Fox News. And I said, OK, I said, that's not just who I listen to. But let me ask you, who do you listen to? And he said, oh, I listen to NPR. I said, there's your problem right there is you need to broaden your sources. You're, you're just living in a shell and you don't want to believe anything. You don't want to listen to facts. And then we got to talk about the election. He said, I guess you let you get uh, you believe the election was was rigged. And I said, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And of course, he blew. He tried to blow me out of the water on that. And then I said, well, have you do you know a guy named Dinesh D'Souza? Oh, no, I've never heard of him. And what I'm trying to convey to you and your audience, Glenn, is these people live in a shell and they don't want to come outside that shell. So whoops, did we lose him? Um, Dick, I, I agree with you um, entirely. However, I want to give the caveat, just to be fair, a lot of conservatives sure. do, too. You know, I read the New York Times every day. I, I read the Washington Post. I read things that I know I disagree with. Um, and, and I'm looking not necessarily for things that will open my eyes on, oh, my gosh, We've been lied to by, you know, our our leaders. I'm open to that, but that's not what I'm reading for. I'm reading for an understanding of how people are viewing things. If we don't read the other side, then we become ignorant as well because we're hearing ours. We believe it, but we can't say, no, wait, hang on just a second. I know because you're reading the New York Times. So you saw this story, this story, and this story. But what these stories left out, but they mentioned in one line, we have the expanded part of that that changes the meaning of this story. Um, we have to, you know, that, that, that's why I said about the, um, uh, the election. We cannot watch Dinesh Souza's movie and then go to our friends and say, see, it was stolen. You say you believe that 2016 Donald Trump stole the election, right? Okay, I don't. But I believe that Dinesh D'Souza has made a very compelling case that the election was stolen in this particular way. I'm not going to stand here and tell you I'm the authority because that's not our system. Our system is the people standing up. You have a different reason for it than I do. But you probably also said that, you know, George Bush stole the election and then it was Donald Trump that stole the election. Anytime a Republican wins, you guys say they stole the election. So why don't we do this? Why don't we a investigate what happened you've already investigated 2020 now you may not want to look at it but all of the facts are there even the new york times says okay so the facts are there that didn't happen and they spent four years investigating it and now we're investigating the investigators because it looks like they were in cahoots with hillary clinton but let's wait till all the facts are out now there are some new facts on the table about this election. I'm not talking about going back 
There's nothing in the Constitution, nothing in the Constitution that will cure this. So we're facing something new. But here's what I promise you, and I think you know this, too. If you have your set of facts and I have my set of facts on the election, we're never going to unite. So how can we push our elected leaders on both sides to have an open, open hearing with all of the facts on it? Because I will accept if it is a true, fair Open, no secret meetings, an open uh, expose on all of this where legitimate people are bringing legitimate evidence up because I want it fixed because I don't want a Republican president to rig a system and I don't want a Democrat to rig the system. I don't want Elon Musk to rig, rig, rig the system. I don't want Google to rig the system. I don't want Russia to rig the system. And we live in a world where technologically, there's no reason for this. This is what we need. And there is a uh, there's a story today that is coming from the Daily Beast. Conspiracy theorists are already freaking out about the next pandemic as part of the so-called Great Reset. Now, let me just I want to go through this next week, but let me just give you part of this. In late 2020, conspiracy theorists started telling everyone who'd listen about a sinister plot called the Great Reset. The global elites of the World Economic Forum had either co-opted or outright concocted the COVID-19 pandemic, they falsely claimed. Then world leaders and technocrats, almost all of whom are supposedly active agents or compromised puppets of the forum adopted what conspiracy theorists see as a senseless and draconian policy like lockdowns ostensibly to curb the spread of the virus but really to destabilize and traumatize the globe as the pandemic wound on this deluded line of thinking went that the wef and its acolytes would exploit chaos and fear to lock in and expand the totalitarian powers they gained under the guise of protecting public health. Okay. I could take this paragraph apart in 700 different ways. But here's the point I want to make on this today. A, that's not what everybody is saying. That's a a small group. And you've conflated a whole bunch of different things. Um, I mean, there are conspiracy theorists, again, who are still pushing that Trump stole the election and colluded with Russia. We now know for fact that's not true. There are still people who believe that Bush stole the election. Even the New York Times own investigation proves that's not true. But this article, by taking this snarky tone, only makes conspiracy theories stronger. Because if you really want to debunk something, you need to say, look, we looked at this. Here's what's true. Here's what's not. Yes, the WEF was involved in a uh, in a pandemic study called Event 201. That doesn't give you evidence that this was planned. 
But see, by saying there was no lab leak, the set it, the science is settled. When you know the science isn't settled on that, and by mocking anybody and shutting anybody down, that only gives credence in people's mind to see they are hiding something. I bet it's because they planned it at Event 201. No. No. As the pandemic wound on, this diluted line of thinking went that the WELF and its acolytes would exploit chaos and fear and lock in and expand the totalitarian powers. Well, isn't that never waste an emergency? Isn't that the stated goal of people? Isn't that exactly what Klaus Schwab said? But by demeaning the WEL, the WEF, and demeaning and saying they're a no bunch of nobodies, then why does everyone in power and why does every prime minister and president, why does the president of China speak at all of their global conferences? If they're nobodies, they're clearly not nobodies. Now, is what they're doing going to actually bring this to pass? Well, let's look at the evidence. I lay it all out in my book. And I only use them as sources, no conspiracies. And it's left for you to decide because the media is not doing their job. You know why we don't have faith in our institutions? Because we don't have anyone actually standing guard to keep those institutions honest. That's why when you say the biggest culprit in the downfall of America may just well be the media, it's probably true. We all know people are people. The best people will steal. The best people will steal if they're encouraged to feel injustice and if no one's watching them. And if somebody gets away with it, and then they're actually praised for it, other people will go, well, geez, if he's doing it, why aren't I? I feel stupid. Why am I not doing it? That should be the job of the media and our churches and our own moral self. But every institution is up for grabs right now. And that's why no solution can come from jamming it down people's throats. We have to have open and honest debate and open and transparent investigations and let the chips fall where they may. I said yesterday, and I would encourage you to say this out loud right now. If it's found out that it is a conservative that leaked this document from SCOTUS, I am just as pissed and I want the same ramifications, which is disbarment. If they happen to be an attorney, a clerk, I want disbarment and I want some sort of internal punishment. It's not a, against the law, but I want that person. We need shame at least on that. And I say that if it's a person on the right or a person on the left, it was wrong. 
those are the lines we need to start drawing because this isn't about left and right. It's about right and wrong. And there is no right and wrong anymore, at least up at the upper levels. There's still right and wrong in our own families. You know, right and wrong. Those are our lines. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Strauss and company, according to the Blaze, on Wednesday joined the long line of corporations releasing statements affirming abortion rights and pledging to pay the travel expense of employees seeking an abortion. In a statement titled Protecting Reproductive Rights, a Business Imperative. The apparel company said the business leaders are responsible for protecting the health and well-being of our employees. And that includes protecting reproductive rights and abortion access. You know, Levi's, most of America was done with you when you came out and said, we want to be the uniform of the revolution. And you were showing pictures of Antifa. No, no, that was special. That was great. That was very American of you to do. We know this is fraught conversation. It's not something we enter into lightly. Uh You're from San Francisco. You don't have a problem saying this. But women make up 58% of our global workforce. And in recent years, numerous employees have expressed to leadership their growing alarm over the rollback of all forms of reproductive care. Well, okay. So, wow, 58% of their global workforce. Now, I know because... uh, I, I did everything I could to save a great company called the Cone Mills. They were the ones that made the original 501, the original denim. That is really the reason why you put on a pair of jeans now and it doesn't feel the same as those original because they were made by the Cone Mills. They went out because, uh, yeah, Levi said, let's go to China. Okay. All right. Well, it was the thing back then. Everybody was doing it. And, you know, if everybody's jumping off a bridge and landing in China, well, why don't we do it, too? But they're very concerned about reproductive rights and the rights of women in their global workforce. Okay. All right. So they still do have, you know, employees here in America and they they still have some plants here in America. Some people that are making stuff for Levi's. Um, They have 12 uh, mills and uh, and manufacturing plants here in America. That's 12. Uh, There's about a thousand that are employed in these plants. Now, that's not all Levi stuff, but they're making some of the stuff for Levi's in 12 different places. Um, If you go to Levi uh, Strauss.com, you'll see that they say we make our uh, products uh, all over the world. We're a global product. We make them in America, Japan, Italy, China and other countries. Well, I decided I'm going to dig in a little bit more because one of the things I really don't like is hypocrites. Now, Conservatives have said a long time, the only ones that really can be hypocrites are those who are trying to do better and they don't always make it. All right. So 
let's just say, let's be fair. It's not fair to call them hypocrites because maybe they're trying to be better. And they just haven't, for instance, you know, uh, I don't agree with slavery. So I don't make my products in China. But I do make my products in Bangladesh. And those are kind of slave wages. Yeah, I know, but at least they don't make it in China. Okay, so they care about reproductive rights. So they have uh, 12 plants here in uh, the United States, seven in Japan, 14 in Italy. Wow, that's not very much. What do they have in China? The last country, they say, before other. Um, well, they have 150 plants in China. Uh, that that's, uh, uh, employs well over 100,000 people. 100,000 100, in China, 1,000 here. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to make a determination of priorities based on that information, what would you, how would you, what would you conclude? Well, I would say maybe it's just a flu. I mean, where else are they making stuff? Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, Pakistan, yeah. mm-hmm. that's great for women's rights. You know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only place it could be possibly better is the stability now, to quote the Biden administration, the stability of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also make it in Bahrain and Bangladesh. They make them all over the world. Nothing even like Pakistan. They have 19 so they only have 12 here, but in Pakistan, they have 19 where women are treated so well. Now, if they were doing it in Pakistan, but they weren't doing it in China, I'd, I'd be like, OK, that's, you know, people calling, you know, hypocrite because they're not doing everything, you know, in totally. But they've made progress because they didn't go to China, the worst offender that has forced abortions until recently when they're like oh you have to have more children because we're running out of children you know that doesn't seem like you know i don't want mao uh standing in the bedroom with a gun to my head going you're going to have children you're going to make love tonight or you know you're not gonna make love i don't want mao in my bedroom levi's doesn't seem to have a problem with it Okay, so they'll do business where they had a one child policy and now a policy that I don't know. You mean maybe you need eight. But the government is definitely and this is a very carefully chosen word dictates. What your reproductive organs are going to be doing this month. And 58 percent of their global workforce. Well, a good portion of that global workforce and seemingly, I mean, it could be as much of as half of their entire workforce is in China. Huh. That doesn't make Levi's a hypocrite. That makes Levi's a liar. They're lying to you. You can't do business with China at this scale and say, I care about reproductive rights. This is something we care passionately about. No, no, you're a San Francisco progressive. Uh, You've backed all of the radicals, including uh, Antifa. 
you have a different understanding of what liberty is. And I have a different understanding of what products are. I like Levi's. I used to because they were good. They had great denim. I don't wear Levi's anymore because you suck. But I really am motivated to tell everybody what liars you are on top of it. Not only do you suck, not only have you stood for things that are not American when you were the quintessential American brand. Uh, not only did you stand for things that weren't American, now you're lying to us about the importance of, of women when, yeah, they're dropping babies in the rice patties while they're working. Right, Levi's. I got it. Okay, let's go to Delwyn in Utah. 888-727-BECK. Hi, Delwyn. Hello, Glenn. Glad to be on. Thank you, sir. I'm just finishing up my milk chores. Uh, hey, uh, the thing I wanted. <laughs> I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, um, I'm a radical because I attended our convention and oh. everybody's asking what's happening to Utah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happening to Utah is, is deceit. And we have two candidates in District 1 that um, are running against one candidate that's being very is very conservative being supported by rob bishop and one of one of the candidates blake moore is being groomed by romney yeah romney is a romney's a real problem in utah and uh he has a lot of very influential and very powerful and uh people who write big big checks uh because you know they want to be inclusive with everyone where I'm sorry, I don't know when the Constitution of the United States became hate speech. I don't know when it became radical to stand up, especially in Utah. May I remind you, a state that was built by people who were chased out of the United States and their first act, the first act when Brigham Young got there was to hold a parade Where, and I can't remember which was which, but the women carried the Constitution and the men carried the Declaration of Independence. And the message was, do not blame this on the system. People are people, but we believe in these principles. Hmm. So those people, those people are now, some of them, treating people who believe in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, those people are radicals, dangerous radicals. I'm sorry, just as I know in my religion, you know, I I can't tolerate and stand around um, when evil is there. It chases away the spirit. Okay, can't, can't participate in it. Well, I believe the same thing is true with the uh, spirit of destruction of the family, of the Constitution, of the Declaration of Independence. Sorry. And, you know, I I just don't know uh, how people could, you know, cozy up to Planned Parenthood and abortionists. And, well, that's just my job. No, I know what my job is. I know what my job is. And I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm very careful to make sure that I, 
I limit the number of people who are actively against the teachings of my faith. Okay, I don't I don't associate with people who are actively trying to pull, uh, you know, the gospel apart because in my faith, there's some consequences on that or are there. But anyway, I'm with you, uh, Delwyn. Uh, thank you for milking the cows and thank you for doing everything you can to expose who these people are that are around Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is a danger to our Constitution. And I say it for this one reason alone. When you have a guy whose grandfather was the president of the church at one point, And he's only saying the things that the president of the church said, and he's actually standing and defending them, Mike Lee. When that guy's called a radical and dangerous, you've got a serious issue. And Mitt Romney is doing everything he can to stop Mike Lee from being elected. Everyone in Utah needs to know it. You make your own decisions. It's up to you as a state. But I have to tell you, I'm not sure. I'm glad I didn't bet on Utah because I'm not sure Utah is going to stand. Have you looked at your governor? Da, da, da.